This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. As we launch into the first hour of the program, it's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so do enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com. Of course, Toby joining us from the world of television. Uh, He is the host of Free Minds TV which is a wonderful little cable access program uh, created right here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. In fact, last week on Free Minds TV, you had Mark on your show. Yeah, uh, keeping a keen eye on the Keene news. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I, I had my show here uh, that I put on hiatus, and you know, Ian, you used to do the setup for the show. It took uh, it's a half, half an hour. It was a half an hour show. For a half but, hour show. But it was almost an hour's worth of setup. Yeah, that's if I dawdle. If I was really focusing, I could do it in a half an hour, but that would be cutting it close. Right. Uh, but, you know, they wanted they wanted me there an hour ahead of time. That was their little rule. And uh, I rarely actually made it a full hour ahead. But anyhow, uh, you yeah, know, it was, it was an hour and a half out of my uh, week. And, you know, with uh, building the house and all that stuff, I just couldn't do it. But uh, Toby and uh, Nick have invited me on to do five-minute bit on their show. It's very nice of them. It is. It is very Oh, it makes for some great and easy content as well. (laughs) (laughs) This week, Mark was railing about crosswalks and the the silly laws that we have here in Keene. Well, right, because here in, uh, well, it's the whole state of New Hampshire, isn't it? Yes. I I believe so, yes. Where they force, by law, people to stop. I mean, force. Uh, It's illegal to not stop for someone who's in a crosswalk, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not always easy to see them, too. I mean, someone walks up to a crosswalk, you, you've you got to be looking because you can get fined otherwise. And it's uh, created people to not really look both ways when they cross the street. Well, they've they, got crosswalk entitlement. Exactly. Yeah, they, they do. They, they just absolutely cross. do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can see people. I saw somebody uh, yesterday or the day before. They, they wear these little hoodies. Uh, you know, it's, it's cold up here. So this, this person yeah. was wearing a hoodie and it was pulled down. And they couldn't have turned their head in that hoodie and seen anything. No. They just... Walked across the street. Wow. I have so many countless close calls where I almost hit someone, and they're just suddenly there in the crosswalk. They don't look or anything, and it, it could get pretty dangerous, and there's actually a lot of people who get hit by cars here as a result of it. I so. mean, think think about the people you see while you're driving in cars, while you're driving around in your car. You see, you know, uh, the the big yucker doing his pickup truck d- rolling down the road, and he's more worried about uh, tuning in the country station than he is about, you know, some pedestrian. Or, oh, people are distracted, see, and they're crazy, too. Or, or you see the b-boy with his hat cocked to the side, you know, leaned all back, looking, looking, looking for anything like b-boy is that bad boy? I, I, th- I think days? it's uh, uh, I don't know what I he, I've just heard the term okay. and um, you know, it's it's what I use. But some of these people, hmm, <laughs> mm, I'm not just going to entrust my life that no they're going to stop. Uh, you know, uh, moving up here from Florida, where there are no such rules like this. I think there is a rule like that in Florida that if there's a crosswalk that doesn't have a light in front of it, which is what the rule is here, um, you know, if you you have to yield to a pedestrian in a crosswalk, it's just they have them everywhere here. Yeah, it's not really in practice anymore. Because Florida. they don't have the crosswalks painted everywhere. There was that one circle out by where we worked, but that was a, that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have no problem stopping for someone to cross the road. It's when they cross without looking to make sure there's a car coming, when I'm not going to notice and I'm going to accidentally hit them. It's, yeah. it's really, it's created an unsafe atmosphere up here for pedestrians who feel entitled to the crosswalks. I don't feel entitled. I feel guilty uh, when I come up to a crosswalk and I, I need to get across the street, and I'm more than willing to wait for my opening and, and just go at that time, but people... Sure. 
people stop because that's what they do. And, and, you know, many people are very nice, and I feel bad about, you know, hey, you're in the car. You've got somewhere to go, somewhere to be. I, I'm just here on the street. I'll cross when I can. Right, and me stopping and starting doesn't cost me any money. But with gas prices the way they are, stopping and starting on cars is, is, is not a, a, an entirely cheap proposition. Um, and, it's not the... And the other point I've got on that is in, in the crosswalk, you can't hit me in your car. If I'm paying attention, as a pedestrian, you won't get me if I'm paying attention. Yeah, okay, Especially right. on Main Street in Keene, New Hampshire, where if you get up to 30 miles an hour, you're, you've, got, you're a, you've got a tailwind. <laughs> you know right. I mean? There's, they just, if, if a pedestrian pays attention, they can weave in and out of the cars. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a free flow. Everything works together. Whereas this... You know, uh, they must yield to a crosswalk. As a matter of fact, today, today, as I was driving here, the, the entire half mile between my house and the studio, um, somebody was walking along the, the sidewalk and, and decided, and they were going to take a turn, uh, a left-hand turn. Well, they could have gone straight and then ca- crossed a crosswalk. So the car stopped. A car. Because they were somewhere near a crosswalk. Oh, wow. A car stopped. Uh, you know, the car in front of okay. me stopped. Because and this happens constantly. These you know the, the, this drive with courtesy. You must uh, yield to pedestrian and a crosswalk. They're just so uh, inundated with this that they they'll stop even if it's not a crosswalk. They, the crosswalk. They, right. They'll, they'll stop if it, if the pedestrian is not even close to the crosswalk. Interesting. Well, anyway, it's not. It's probably not uh, high up on the list of laws that need to be changed quickly, but it's certainly one of those. I made it funny. Oh yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the segment, Mark. Well, hopefully, will be recurring on the show to really just tell us what's been grinding his his gears in the key news and and rant a little bit, and we can cut those out and put put post them online a little bit separately so people can view those. Oh, that's unnecessary. The they should have to watch your entire show. <laughs> uh, go to freemindstv.com if you want to take a look at Mark's first appearance. Uh, on on Free Minds TV in that in that uh, way. I think I'll be on tomorrow. I don't know what you're going to do with me yet, but I'll be there. We'll figure something uh, out. <laughs> so 800-259-9231. I mentioned this story last night, and we never had a chance to get to it. Uh, I sold it by mentioning that smokehouses were popping up all across the country. And Mark, you said, well, what are, what's a smokehouse? Well, it should be something you might be able to guess at. Think about things that are being prohibited in America. Okay. Uh, you remember speakeasies, right? Mm-hmm. Alcohol was prohibited back in the day, and so uh-huh. people went to what were basically underground clubs, bars, right. uh, where they could acquire the uh, the alcohol they were looking for and have a nice place or some place to drink it without being bothered by the police. Hopefully, well, alcohol is a very uh, you know interactive and gregarious drug, and mm-hmm. people want to uh, you know be around other people, and the only people that can handle being around drunk people are drunk people, so um, they. You know, they want to congregate and be together and dance and, you know, possibly take somebody home, that kind of thing. Well, now that in so many cities and states around the country and certainly around the world that we have these new smoking bans, uh, inevitably the smokers are feeling a little bit like second-class citizens. And they've decided to start their own smokehouses or smokeasies or whatever you want to call them, where essentially cigarette smokers are now getting together in underground smoking clubs. Uh, the story is from the Drug War Chronicle at StopTheDrugWar.org. Ah, the unintended, if not unforeseeable, consequences of prohibition. And I can't say this is unforeseeable. This is completely foreseeable. It's always the same. We didn't predict The it. way this stuff works. Uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer reported Sunday that in a wake of a crackdown on strip joints and smoking in bars, a new, if shadowy, presence has made itself known on the back streets of the city. The Smokehouse. These Unlicensed premises offer what legal clubs and bars cannot, a place for t- 
tipplers to smoke while they drink mm. and watch strippers after midnight. Mm. So you get uh, double action at these. Triple. You get uh, smoking, you get drinking, <laughs> and you get strippers. Vice cops say they also provide a haven for prostitution. Smoking. Really? An unlicensed strip club offers a pra- haven to, for prostitution. What a surprise. The smokehouses are a response to laws that took effect last year, banning smoking in public places, and they also ban new dancing after midnight. Now, why do you, what's the reason for that one? Four minutes, okay. <laughs> because they can. There's yeah. no good reason for this. I will they say just that hate strippers. Often, uh, violence occurs at uh, strip clubs, but... Also, it's it's so difficult to open a strip club. They're so regulated. There's so few of them mm-hmm. that you know the, the violence is liable to be concentrated there. And it's not just strip clubs. It's all kinds of bars. There's there's a bar in every single town that does right. open heart surgery every Saturday night. You know. One Cleveland vice detective, Tom Shoulders, compared the smokehouses to the gin houses of the Prohibition era. Now, this is the vice detective saying this. He says, you put too many restrictions on people, they're going to find someplace else to go for their entertainment. Well, at least he's connecting the dots. Well, yeah, no S, buddy. I mean, that's what we've been pointing out on this show for the last five years. Well, he doesn't necessarily listen to this show. I understand that, but he gets it. It really just goes to show that many of these cops completely understand the results of what they're doing. They understand that these laws that uh, are designed supposedly to stop people from engaging in prostitution or stripping or uh, smoking a cigarette, these laws that are designed to supposedly stop people, all it does is drive them underground. He understands it, but yet he continues focusing on enforcing these laws. Well, he's a vice cop. He's a bad man, in my opinion. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. A little more about smoke easies and your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. That number, by the way, is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Movies, lingerie, and marital aids. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off. AdamEve.com slash talk. Also, if you want to get the latest on the show, when it happens, you should be on the updates list. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on it for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. The uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer reports recently uh, that in the city where they've recently apparently passed an anti-smoking law where in most places smoking is no longer allowed. Of course, that includes bars and other places where people were used to being able to smoke. They have uh, responded, the people that is, have responded to the law by creating underground smoking establishments because... As anybody that's paid attention to how prohibition works could tell you, when you prohibit a product or service, it doesn't go away. 
it goes underground because people are going to do what they want to do regardless of what the law says. Yeah, just because a bunch of bureaucrats write down some stuff on a piece of paper is not going to change what people actually do. Right, it, it does not change behavior when they when they create new laws. What it does do is, again, it drives the activity underground. Of course, it being underground makes it dangerous because it then becomes the purview of the criminal element because those who are willing to provide the products or services at that point also then have to be willing to break the law, which means they have to be willing to possibly face time in jail, which means that they're going to increase their price dramatically in order to compensate for the risk they're taking to do that business. Uh, so it makes the, uh, the business more dangerous, but that doesn't really dissuade anybody. Because they all want their cigarettes, or they want some place to smoke them in this case. Or in the case of drugs, they want their drugs, or they want their prostitutes or gambling, or whatever the issue is. So it never makes it go away. Uh, in fact, one of the Cleveland detectives points out correctly that if you put too many restrictions on people, they're going to find someplace else to go for their entertainment. Now, according to what snitches are telling the cops, the smokehouse patrons, mainly suburban white guys, bring their own liquor, their own cigars, cigarettes while doormen at the clubs collect entry fees of up to $25 for a buffet. According to an attorney who represents legal nightclubs in court, he says they have succeeded in creating this underground, sleazy, cash-only business that cannot be regulated, taxed, or secured by police. And apparently it's not clear if the lawyer should be referring to the proprietors and clients or to the legislature. While the combination of after-hours strippers and underground smoking is a new twist, a smokeasy isn't. In fact, smokeasies or clubs that covertly allow smoking despite laws prohibiting it seem to pop up, shocker, just about everywhere that smoking bans do. Oh, it's amazing. Now, now we, what we need to do is we need to go after these businesses. People need to pay fines. People need to go to jail. Uh, let's shut them down. Yeah, we need a sting operation. That'll teach those smokers that they can't smoke places that serve alcohol well you know mark you're you're kind of kidding is sounding there but uh, that's what they're gonna that's what do. they're gonna do that's what they do they crack down right and they the increase that, their budgets the people that support these um smoking bans it's it's not like i mean what they're hoping for is that people will stop smoking right no they won't no, they're either going to stop going to the bars, go to smokeasy such as this one and go to the bars, or they're going to go and smoke outside, which I don't know about maybe in Florida there's not a problem with this, but are we thinking of the smokers' health that are up here in the two-degree weather outside smoking their cigarette? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> How do you hold a cigarette with a glove on? You can't it, do that. It's not healthy. I mean, I drive down Main Street, and now ever since New Hampshire passed the smoking ban, there's people outside crowding the sidewalks. Um, huddling smoking, around each other. Huddling around. Trying to stay warm. It's, it's really sad to look at. I mean... And not to speak of, uh, the bars are actually suffering from this. Sure. The, the legislation was supposed to help these businesses because, you know, people want to go to a bar and smoke free bar. Right, all right. of a sudden new business <laughs> is going to just pour in, right? But now you have a, uh, a smoky entrance to the bar. You know, so, I mean, even the people that were, were hoping that they, well, now I have more bars to go to where people can't smoke, um, which, by the way, this hurts the bars that were on smoking. And there were bars that way. I, I, I know that here in Keene, New Hampshire, they just passed that, that law. Here in Keene, New Hampshire, the Applebee's uh, was non-smoking. Yeah, there were a few that were non-smoking. So people already had a choice, not only right. uh, patrons, but also employees. Employees had a choice where they wanted to work, and sure. patrons had a choice where they wanted to go. No one's forcing you to be a bartender. If you don't like smoke, no one has ever forced you at a gunpoint uh, to serve in a uh, in a business establishment where they allow smoking. Anyway, they passed the laws, and now people are going underground. 
Uh, and it says here that apparently they're popping up from New York to San Francisco, many places in between. You can find them, but you have to know whom to ask. And this is interesting because I'd, I'd never heard this story before. I mean, it figures that it was going on, but it's the first time it's really surfaced, at least on our radar. Uh, if you've ever had the opportunity to attend one of these smokeasies, would love to hear from you as to what the experience was like on the inside. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. But you're right, Mark. They're going to crack down. This is going to be an excuse to uh, send more money over to the Vice Squad so they can start, uh, start trying to get the snitches to bring them into the smokeasies and uh, infiltrate the underground and work their way up the chain. You know, they'll arrest the bartender and they'll question him and they'll demand to know who, you know, who the owner is. Who's behind this operation? And they'll try to move up the chain so they can get the big fish, just like they do with the drug dealers. And it'll just be another exciting operation for the city's uh, vice squad, as all of the rest of our civil liberties are, uh, all of all of the rest of our freedoms are are suffering. And we can Tragic. all pay for it. Yeah, we're all, that's right. <laughs> we're all going to be paying for it. And uh, of course, I, I don't know if the the uh, the people behind this will see jail right off the bat. Uh, that's possible, I suppose. But they'll probably get a fine. Well, they'll or, probably shut them down. Well, a right. fine and shut them down. Operating an unlicensed business. And then if you open up again, I mean, if you don't find, eventually they're going to take you to jail. So if you're smoking in a smokeasy or a, uh, a smoke smokehouse and you get a fine, you don't pay the fine, and they put you in jail, do you think it would be harder or easier to get cigarettes in prison? Um, it, de- it, it depends. Uh, every place is different. I, I don't know what the specific rules are. Um, some jails allow cigarettes. Some don't. Very strange uh, policy in Florida um, they don't allow smoking in the county jail, but once you go to prison, you can smoke. <laughs> I guess that the reason there is is that um, obviously smoking is allowed. At one point, they actually gave cigarettes to the convicts hmm. um, on a weekly basis. Everybody got cigarettes. Oh, that's interesting. But um, you know, the the rule changed, and it's like passing go and getting two hundred dollars. You know, the, these. Uh, there's guys in there that have been there for a very long time, so they remember when the cigarettes were given out, mm-hmm. and they're going to be there, or it's going to be there for a very long time. And the only thing they've really got in life is their cigarettes, is the way they see it. <laughs> so they don't want to deal with the what they what they perceive to be as the, uh, the the uproar that's going to result at stopping cigarettes in prison. I see, but you can do it in county jail. But they don't give them out anymore. They don't give the cigarettes out, but they do sell them. Got it. There's more about Prohibition. There's a story in regards to California's medical marijuana machines. Have you heard about these? They have machines, like vending machines now, for medical marijuana in California. Well, somebody doesn't like it. One big government bureaucracy is very upset about this, and it's not who you might think it is. 800-259-9231 get you that story as well, plus a couple primaries happening in the country tonight, and we'll give you the Ron Paul results uh, as they come in. This is Free Talk Live. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, so listen online if you uh, if you need to. If you've got a bad signal in your radio receiving area uh, or just uh, you want to get us online, go to freetalklive.com. They're free. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters created by top attorneys. LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Though I must say, if you do have a radio station in your area, do make them your primary listening source because they uh, are just, uh, they are wonderful to us, uh, our stations. In fact, I was on a station today, uh, one of our affiliates in uh, Montana. And they had me on to talk about a number of things. We'll talk about that more in hour number two. But uh, thanks to all of our radio station affiliates that air the show. It's, it's thanks to you for listening as well. Well, you know, what I like listening uh, about listening to a local station as opposed to a, um, you know, a live stream or something like that is, you know, the, the, the live stream will have a bunch of national ads on it, which, mm-hmm. which are great. But, um, you know, the local stations, when they, they do localized stuff, there's local news a lot of times, local weather, local traffic, local sports. Um, the, there's local commercials about local businesses that I can go to. So I prefer to listen to a local station if I get the opportunity. Absolutely. And you can get our station list at affiliates.freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. Uh, also, you can find out how to get us on your local talk station by going to local. FAQ, local FAQ, F-A-Q, uh, localfact.freetalklive.com. So the U.N. is very, very upset. According to the Associated Press, marijuana vending machines now found in Los Angeles violate international treaties and should be shut down, said the U.N.-affiliated Drug Control Board on Friday. Screw the U.N. Uh, who the hell do they think they are telling us what we should do in our country? And whoa, what the state- whoa, Mark, Mark, hold on a second. There were some people that got together in a room in Vienna, and they it likely wrote was some, in New York. Well, wherever this was a story out of Vienna. Okay, perhaps. Uh, but they they got together from all around the world, people, men and women, just like us, and they sat down and they wrote some laws. They call these things laws, it's words on paper, and the law says that you can't have medical marijuana vending machines. It's a violation, Mark. I mean, come on, don't you respect? People sitting in a room together? You know, I mean, that I controls your life. I didn't vote for anybody in that room. Yeah, at least we vote for the people who write the laws in our country. Or I against mean, them. Yeah, or I didn't vote them. for any of them. I, well, at least we have the option to vote for these people. We never. These people are never on a ballot. Well, the International Narcotics Control Board is deeply concerned about reports that computerized vending machines to dispense cannabis have been put into operation in Los Angeles, said the president of the board. At least three Los Angeles medical marijuana dispensaries installed vending machines to distribute the drug to people who carry cards authorizing marijuana use, the drug said to alleviate chronic pain, loss of appetite, and other ailments. Supporters say the machines, which dispense an eighth or two-eighths of an ounce of marijuana at a time, offers user lower, uh, users lower drug prices and increases security. Marijuana use is illegal under U.S. law, which does not recognize the medical marijuana laws in California and 11 other states. The DEA and other U.S. agencies have been shutting down major mar- uh, med- medical marijuana dispensaries throughout California in the last two years, try the last decade, uh, and charging their operators with felony distribution charges. That's not really accurate. Yeah, they usually just go in and take the money, take the drugs, and run. Right. It's very rare that they will bother charging the operators with uh, with anything, because then they know they can be 
challenged in court. No story I've seen. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it in recent times. I think they were charging them years ago. Well, it's so much easier to just take the cash because right. you, it's free money. If you have to go and fill out the paperwork, go through court, it's a lot funner for them to just bust in there yeah, with Yeah, they their get to guns. do their raid and they get their cash yep. and their marijuana, which is basically like cash because they're, you know, they're not burning it. They're turning around and selling it on the streets. Uh, but So they get double the cash and they didn't have to do anything to get it except hold a few people at gunpoint. Then they can leave and they'll keep an eye on the guy that owns the place and see whether he chooses to throw in the towel or if he wants to go and open up another establishment. They'll let him open the new establishment because they don't really care about that aspect of it. They want him to get it up and running again so then he's got a whole new batch of marijuana and cash for them to steal. That's doesn't, how it works. It really doesn't seem a lot different than organized crime at all. No, not a lot, except they, for some reason, have this aura of legitimacy, which... They have badges. I'm doing my best to try to destroy. Uh, the Drug Enforcement Agency says, this is what uh, their spokesperson says, We know that the use of cannabis is illegal under federal law of the United States. Actually, this is the uh, U.N. bureaucrat. And we trust the authorities will stop such activities which contravene the International Drug Control Treaty... In its statement, the Vienna-based drug board also said scientific research about the therapeutic usefulness of cannabis or cannabis extracts was still in progress and had not produced much evidence. The board is an independent monitoring body for the United Nations. Blah, not blah, enough blah. evidence for them. I, I see evidence. I've seen evidence all the time. Scientific evidence, um, you know, it pops up all the time in the news that uh, marijuana does help people. Yeah, you know what? I, I mean, the, the scientific evidence is there, and we've talked about it on this show. But what's really most persuasive are the case studies. Uh, when you meet somebody in person who actually uses marijuana for medical purposes, many of them are are wheelchair bound, uh, multiple sclerosis. People with just debilitating conditions, many AIDS and cancer patients as well. There are a variety of different uh, conditions that mar- that uh, medical marijuana users claim marijuana helps them with. And when you talk to these people and you really, you really get to know them a little bit and you understand where they're coming from and, and what it is that they're using marijuana for, you know, you know for a fact that these people aren't BSing you. They're not just wheeling around in a wheelchair so they can get high on marijuana. These people are really hurting, and marijuana helps them. So that's enough for me, Mark. It, that's it, good enough. I, I don't see who I am to tell them otherwise. I mean, we'll let them have any other addictive substance. We'll give sure. them Oxycontin, morphine, all, pump them full of all of that, but have something that's non-addictive. Right. How, many, <laughs> how many people have been killed by Viagra in the last year? I know that it's hundreds of people. Really? Yeah. Hundreds? I didn't know that. That's uh, it's something that I've I've heard. Someone would have to check it up. I didn't I didn't study it beforehand. I didn't expect to be talking about this, but lots of people die from prescription drugs in this country every single year. Yep. It's time to stop the insanity and end this war on our friends and family members. Or we could go in the other direction and really crack down hard. Because the drug warriors, they'll tell you that, well, the reason why people are still doing drugs in America is because the penalties, they're just not draconian enough. Yeah. I mean, 10 years in prison, that's too light of a sentence. We need life sentences. We need death sentences They've for possession. They've got life sentences for marijuana in um, some states, and it still doesn't stop marijuana from being in those states. People want marijuana. No, you're just going to make a higher higher profit margin for the people in the black market who are going to distribute it. Well, in fact, uh, not, not only that, but also uh, people will get caught up unnecessarily in all the silly rules and nonsense like this guy did in the uh, Dubai airport. The story's from the Daily Mail in the U.K. A father of three who was found, this was mentioned over the weekend briefly, but we didn't get to the details, was found with a microscopic speck 
of cannabis stuck to the bottom of one of his shoes. You're kidding me. Has been sentenced to four years in a Dubai prison. That's nuts. Keith Brown, a council youth development officer, was traveling through the United Arab Emirates on his way back to England when he was stopped as he walked through Dubai's main airport. A search by customs officials uncovered a speck of cannabis weighing just... How could this just... be? How could they f- discover a, peck I... of, a speck of cannabis? It doesn't... I don't understand. Was it a dog? I don't understand. Uh, let me just get to the story here and maybe they'll answer that. But the search uncovered a speck of cannabis weighing just point. Zero, zero, three grams. So small, it would be invisible to the naked eye and weighing less than a grain of sugar on the tread of one of his shoes. So be very, very careful that you don't accidentally step on a little piece of cannabis Four years and then in walk prison. in the Dubai airport. See, the way I see things, if there is a UN, which I don't think there should be, but I imagine if there is a UN, they should be going around stopping stuff like this. They should yeah. not allow people to be sentenced to four years in prison for something like this. If there was one, that's what I'd imagine their job to be. Yeah. Not to shut down medical marijuana vending machines. Dubai International Airport is a major hub for the Middle East. Thousands of Britons pass through every year uh, to holiday in their glamorous beach and shopping haven. But many of those tourists and business travelers are likely to be unaware of the strict zero-tolerance drugs policy in the UAE. Uh, And there's a little bit more to this story, including uh, details about another guy who, unfortunately, was possessing poppy seeds accidentally in the Heathrow, uh, or in the uh, (laughs) Dubai airport. This one's just awful. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, then we invite you to support the program by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL, CAI, does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL, CAI, check out their banner at FreeTalkLive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. The drug war insanity continues. Uh, Talking about how cracking down even harder on drugs still will not solve the problem. Uh, There are some people that believe that if you just give the death penalty to those drug dealers, that'll put a stop to it. Well, it doesn't. Uh, And in fact, they have some very, very draconian penalties in countries around the world, yet drugs are still there. And it's as you said, Toby... If you keep increasing the penalties, what you're really doing is you're driving out the more reasonable drug dealers in favor of the more criminal element, uh, the criminally minded ones. Yeah, maybe the nonviolent kid who's just in it to make a couple bucks. Well, he's he might drop out, but someone who's really bad person, he's going to step up. Right. You have to pr- you have to be pretty ruthless uh, to be willing to face potential death in order to make you know the tremendous profits that will and the be profits available will to you. go up in those oh yeah instances. because well because it may be true that less people will be in the business and so therefore be less supply in the marketplace and therefore those who are willing to be the suppliers will be able to charge more for what they have 
because just because the drug penalties go up doesn't mean that drug users are going to stop wanting their drugs. So as long as people want drugs, someone is going to be there in the marketplace, in this case the black marketplace, to fill that desire. And so not only are you uh, going to just increase the danger to everybody, but also you're increasing the danger to people that are completely unaware that they might have even encountered drugs. Now, this particular guy that we're talking about, the story is from the Dubai airport, where a man has now been sentenced to four years in prison because he had a speck, literally a speck weighing .003 grams uh, of marijuana attached to the bottom of his shoe, which could have been picked up anywhere. Now, the dude's a Rastafarian, so, you know, there's a good chance it was his marijuana, but if you're walking around... You don't around, think they targeted him for it, do you? Yeah, they probably did. Uh, because how else would they have been so fastidious as to find .003 grams? Ridiculous. Uh, anyway, he's facing four years in prison. There's a little bit more about him to come here. But also, just as another example of how insane this place is, uh, this is the United Arab Emirates. And again, they're just a degree more insane than the United States. The United States is just, a, you know, they're almost as crazy, almost as draconian. One man's been jailed for possession of three poppy seeds left over from a bread roll he ate while he was in the UK. Poppy so, seeds. Yeah, like, you know, on the top of a hamburger. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah, so he's munching away on his sandwich in the airport in the UK, gets on a plane to go to Dubai on vacation or for business, and gets popped for having poppy seeds. And now he's, lo- he's been jailed for that. Uh, apparently... Painkiller, the painkiller codeine is banned in the UAE. Uh, if suspicious of a traveler, customs officials can use high-tech equipment to uncover even the slightest trace of drugs. So there you go, Mark. They were suspicious of him because he was uh, wearing, you know, the uh, the little African-colored cap thing and made up look like a Rastafarian, and so therefore they. So he may not have been a Rastafarian. Oh, he's a Rastafarian. Okay. I'm just uh, wondering, if, if if I wore one of those silly hats, would they have given me the trouble? I don't know. They pulled them aside. Anybody could have stepped on some marijuana had it yep. on their shoe. They brought out their special high-tech equipment, and they found the pot. Mr. Brown was detained and arrested in September of last year and has been held in a cell with three other men in the city prison ever since. This week, the youth worker, who has two young children and a partner at home in Smethwick, uh, uh, the UK was sentenced to four years in prison. A 25-year-old Briton who found a, who was found with a similar speck in one pocket as he arrived on a holiday has been awaiting sentence ever since November. He hasn't even been sentenced yet. Uh, meanwhile, a Big Brother TV executive has so far been held without charge for five days after being arrested for possessing the health supplement melatonin. Melatonin. Yeah. I have some of my uh, you know sitting on my counter right now. Don't bring it to Dubai. The authorities claim to have discovered .01 grams of hashish in that man's luggage. Last night, Mr. Brown's brother Lee said the case defied belief, saying for that sort of amount of commotion, the sense should, sense should prevail. From where it was found, it was obviously something that had been crushed on the floor. It could have come from anywhere. Rastafari and Mr. Brown had been returning from a short trip to Ethiopia, where one of his children lives and where he owns property. He was traveling with his partner Imani, who was also stopped and detained for more than a week. That's just apparently standing standard. Next to, standing next to a guy who has a uh, uh, pot on his shoe. Yeah, I think that I'm going to avoid going through Dubai at you know, all costs. It's such a cool <laughs> place too. Dubai really is amazing. Um, the you know the, the just the amount of money there that's that's getting spent there. The huge buildings that are getting built. The mm-hmm. amazing uh, place that's uh, cropping up there. And then they have this. I'm not going. I'm not even going through. I mean, that's it's scary stuff. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to step on and then. 
track it in there and be arrested for. Or if you're with a friend who happens to track it in, you get detained for an entire week. We must question you. Your friend had a speck on his shoe. I mean, this is this is crazy. This is what the drug war does, though. It just goes down the road of insanity. Normally, he flew, uh, flew directly to the U.K., but decided to stop off in Dubai. Says uh, A friend of his says he was incensed when he called me. It would be funny if the circumstances weren't so unpleasant. He says that bugs are crawling out of his mattress when he's sleeping. Yuck. His family and are frantic with worry, and they can't call him. I mean, the guy is incommunicado. He's in some sure, scary in jail. Dubai jail. And he's going to be there for the next four years. Who could possibly out there? I mean, who could possibly come to the defense of the Dubai government in this case? Who could call in tonight at 800-259-9231 and say, yes, this is what we need for America. This is what we need to do to our friends and family members. This guy has family. He works with kids for a living. He's valuable to the community in that he provides a valuable service that people want to pay him to do. And now you've plucked him out of the economy. Now somebody else has to fill his shoes. Uh, He's costing the people of Dubai money and tax dollars to house him there. Yep. Probably not. No, <laughs> they don't. They don't really pay much for that that mattress filled with bugs. Well, they, they uh, it's, it's a different it's a different scenario there. They Is just it? have a lot of uh, well, you know, the guy who owns it basically owns Dubai as the you know this huge wealthy prince who's gotten all his money from oil and um, you know the. But citizens they'd leave of, him alone if he had a speck. Yeah, the citizens of Dubai. Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't uh, check him. He's got his They'd own. They never know if he had a speck. Private plane. Yeah. Um, I I don't believe that the citizens of Dubai pay anything in taxes. No taxes? I don't believe they do. That's it. it it's it's they they were going over. I was reading something. I was uh, watching something on TV about Dubai, and uh, their tax burden is very very low, if nothing else. I can That's tell you amazing. That Customs authorities are using highly sensitive new equipment to conduct extremely thorough searches on travelers, and if they find any amount, no matter how minute, it will be enough to attract a mandatory four-year prison sentence. So it's one of those mandatory minimums where mm. you can't get less. Uh, says, we even have reports of the imprisonment of a Swiss man for possession of the poppy seeds. What many travelers might not realize is they can be deemed to be in possession of banned substances if they can be detected in their urine or bloodstream or even in tiny trace amounts on their person. Only two months after Mr. Brown was stopped, economics graduate Robert Dalton was detained in almost identical circumstances. Dalton, also from the U.K., with two friends, was there when he was stopped and asked to empty his pockets. Officials found .03 grams of cannabis and a small amount of fluff. He's currently on trial, and if convicted, is likely to receive the very same four-year prison sentence. Last night, his brother told how it took 24 hours to even find out why he'd been stopped. He said, as we understand, the amount of cannabis was barely visible to the human eye and was at the bottom of the pocket in an old pair of jeans. I guess that wasn't him. Uh, he was, uh, he's not a drug user, but he goes clubbing, and the speck was so small. Last week, Kat Lee Hui, a London-based German national, was arrested on arrival at the airport. He is the head of technology with Big Brother Production Company... Endemol and was arrested on suspicion of possessing illegal drugs after customs officers found melatonin, a health supplement used for jet lag available over the counter in both Dubai and in the U.S. Why would they take melatonin? What is the... Uh, can you get high on that, too? Not that I know of. Just I've taken, I've taken two of the little pills, and uh, that'll make sure that I go to sleep. Sometimes I just take one. 
1-800-259-9231. It's just absolutely insane, and we need to stop treating our friends and family members uh, like criminals, because they aren't. They haven't hurt anybody. Doing drugs is not harming another person, and you just need to leave these people alone. Can we well, stop it now, please? Another good advice. If you're going through the Dubai airport, cut your hair and wear a tie. There you I'll, go. I'll just stay away. Yeah, I wouldn't go. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, on the way here, Mark, you've got an interesting little story about the cops apparently abusing a quadriplegic man. And I've got a cop abuse story as well. We'll come up with that in your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls to start things out. Uh, coming up, some police abuse stories, but first we go to Hollis in Kansas City. Hollis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hollis. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was just uh, wondering if you guys found heard about that uh, Ron Paul march in Washington. Yeah, I heard about it today, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, rumor has it it's going to be on the 15th. Ron Paul put out a video uh, on his official website. At Ron I've Paul, seen that. RonPaul2008.com, where Ron Paul allu- alluded to this idea. So I don't know if this is you know Ron's organization that's putting this on, or, it's, again, it's probably just the activists that have just chosen a day and decided to do this. Uh, but they've chosen the 15th, which, of course, the 15th of April, tax day, where they're, day. they're encouraging people to come to Washington, D.C. and march on D.C. And what was it Ron said in his video today the, the, about the purpose of this? Do you remember that? Remember well, this? It, I guess it's just to show that uh, you're dedicated and, uh, and you mean it. I think he said that he wanted to get media coverage out of it. I think he said that if a bunch of people march on Washington, D.C., it'll be hard for the media to ignore that. That's true. I don't think I think marching on D.C. is going to do anything to change the politicians' minds. That's for sure. I think I think some people are, are uh, they have the delusion that that will change something, that going to D.C. and marching is going to scare the politicians and all of a sudden make them understand liberty or uh, make them start voting in the way that you want them to. I, I don't really have that uh, belief. I don't think that will happen. But it's it's an interesting approach. How did you feel about? It? Uh, well, I just thought it was kind of a good idea, just to get media attention and stuff. Are you going to go? No, it's, it's too far away. Yeah, that's going to be a problem for a lot of people. I wonder how many are actually going to show up for this. I mean, Ron Paul's got a lot of sway. He's got a lot of supporters, but it costs money to get to D.C. and it's not a cheap it's not a cheap town to stay in. That's for sure. If you're going to stay a night, uh, so certainly a lot of people in the area, I'm sure, are going to attend, which is why they're going to have local versions of this. What's the website? Do you have that in front of you? Um, I got it through MySpace. I think it was TaxDay... Yeah, TaxDay08.com. That's what it is. TaxDay08.com is the place to go to learn more about this. Of course, we'll keep an eye on the story and continue uh, you know, talking about it as uh, time goes on. Any other thoughts tonight, Hollis? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a... Where I live, there's actually a smoking ban. It oh, bans uh, yeah, everything 
except smoking in casinos, I guess. Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting how the uh, casino lobbies managed to get it pulled off for their area, because God knows you wouldn't want people walking away from the casino tables to, you know, go outside and smoke. I mean, why is it the casinos get to have, uh, you know, smoking in their establishment when the bars and restaurants and other businesses that would like to allow smoking, they can't have it in theirs? Because they gave more money to the politicians. Likely true. There you go, Hollis. Thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. So they're going to have these local versions of these tax day protests, taxday08.com. That way you can, I guess presumably you can organize one for a a city near you to make it a little bit more convenient to go to. I say great. I I think that's great. I mean, people marching and chanting and holding signs, wonderful. But how about we go a step further and actually encourage those I don't know, what, 100,000 people that might turn out for this around the country? I don't think 100,000 will make it to D.C., but the thousands of Ron Paul supporters around the country, why don't we just encourage them to stop paying taxes? That that would open the eyes of the politicians. Yeah, that would get their attention <laughs> right quick. But I doubt they're going to propose that, because they're not going to propose it because they don't believe most people would participate, and they're probably right, because most people are scared to death of not paying mommy government. Let's continue with your phone calls. Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Well, hi, guys. Um, I'll go to that march. I'm already re- I'm ready to go, as long as it's not on uh, July 4th. Nope, it's going to be April 15th in D.C. Uh, I thought they hadn't set on a day yet. Well, that's what the activists have decided, so I don't know if Ron Paul's going to say yay or nay to that or you know you know how ron paul and the activists are the activists do their thing and ron just sort of lets Agreed. it happen yeah he so. calls it arc um you know he was referring to once i got involved in this campaign it was funny uh listening to his video today he doesn't even refer to his campaign for president as his campaign hmm. no it's it's really not but uh anyway i called about i was going to talk to you about the tornado but first i was going to say uh mccain has gotten uh He's had four bouts of melanoma, which is extremely deadly, and I'm kind of wondering if he's actually going to make it to the nomination, because this guy could, uh, I mean, this stuff is, uh, melanoma is one of the worst forms of skin cancer there is, and he's had four bouts starting from 93. Do you think there's any chance he made a deal with the devil in order to get through? (laughs) Well, I think there's a chance he might be in the hospital by the time the nomination yeah, shows. I think it's possible. He, I, he doesn't look very healthy. I mean, watching oh. him in the debates, he, his face is drooping and he looks like he's about to fall apart. Well, right? being an authoritarian eats away at your very soul. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of uh, well-preserved authoritarians. Um, look at Ted anyway. Kennedy. He's pickled. The um, <laughs> But, you know, I think that's going to be a big problem for McCain to get over is the fact that he's rather old and he doesn't look so hot. Well, what about now, Gene, have you heard about the uh, the suggestion that, that John McCain might not have be qualified to run for president? Yeah, I've heard about that, but I think he's going to get sick and die. So <laughs> That sure would be an interesting twist of uh, fate, yeah. if you will. But anyway, I think that's one of the reasons Ron Paul is holding on to his uh, $5 million and just uh, kind of sitting back, because he's a doctor. He knows what's going on. Right, there's no I mean there's no point in him blowing a bunch of cash at this point, right? Because he knows he's not going to not going to win any of these uh, elections and so you're just throwing money down a hole. Uh so that's an interesting point. And of course Ron also is focusing on his congressional campaign in the state of Texas. And that's the most important. Yeah, campaign. we we need to have at least one one person who's going to say no. Gene, anyway, yeah, I called about the tornado actually. I was yeah. going to tell you I finally put uh uh of a, a page up on my blog site. I put up a page on my blog site that uh, has the tornado stuff on it. And uh, 
it's uh, if anybody wants to go there and look at it, it's uh, what tornado yeah. stuff. Oh, I saw the tor- that tornado went right by in front of me the other day. Oh, and you got pictures of it. I got well, I didn't get pictures of the actual tornado crossing my path. Well, but what I've are we supposed to look at? Well, I've got a map there that shows where I was, where me and my wife were, and where the tornado track was, which, which buildings had damaged, and then I've got pictures of the uh, of the damaged buildings. There were three warehouses completely blown up. I've got pictures of those. Hmm. Um, there was uh, it jumped over a Walgreens store. There's a, wow. a warehouse on one side that's completely demolished. It jumps over a Walgreens store. And it demolishes another warehouse on the other side. Jesus must love Walgreens. 24-hour prescriptions. But the Walgreens store was only closed for one day. It was open after 24 hours. That's amazing. So that shows the... All right, Gene, what's your blog? What's what's your blog? Freeweb.com forward slash... Oh, no. You've got a free website? Yeah, isn't that great? It's awful. But what is it? Forward slash (laughs) Christian Anarchist? Of course, Christian Anarchist. All right, Gene. Thanks, thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. This is an interesting aspect to the John McCain thing. Uh, I wasn't really planning on bringing this up, but it, since it came up as an aside, uh, Gambling 911 says that John McCain was not born in the United States of America, but was actually born in Panama to U.S. citizens while his father served in the Navy, which appears to eliminate him from serving as president. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't? You just have to be... Uh, uh, um, you have to send well, it says that uh, in Article 2, Section 1, Clause, whatever, no person except a natural-born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of this Constitution shall be eligible to the office of president. Neither shall any person be eligible to that office who shall not uh, you know, be 35 and have lived in the United States for years. He says the exact definition of a natural-born citizen is unclear as stated in the Constitution, but as there were no foreign military bases at the time, and with the Founding Fathers' distaste for foreign intervention being clear, it seems unlikely they meant for anything other than a person having been born in the United States. I, uh, that's, not, that's not what I was taught in school. I'll tell you says, that much. There are two types of U.S. citizens, citizens born in the United States and naturalized U.S. citizens, says we must presume McCain is the latter, as he was clearly not born in the United States, leaving one to conclude that McCain is actually a naturalized citizen, and according to this website, just uh, therefore ineligible to be president or vice president. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. 1-800-259-9231. I hope the uh, the gene suggestion happens. I hope he croaks. That would be great. (laughs) You can bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Sam is on the line in Texas, had an encounter with a cop today. We'll find out his story and take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free via the uh, toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free. So enjoy those on us and get interactive with us at the bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts. Uh, there's a lot of people talking there about a variety of different issues. Everything from serious to fun. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com. You can read some real testimonials there and find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. 1-800-259-9231. We go to the Amp line. Sam in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. 
Hey, gentlemen, I was the victim of an attempted armed robbery today. Oh, boy, what happened? Uh, well, I was on my way to lunch, traveling a safe speed on a six-lane divided road, uh, you know, fields and churches around that were all deserted. Okay. Uh, this vehicle coming the other direction made a U-turn, right, got right behind me and lit up the cherries. Mm. And uh, I'm in the far left lane. Uh, the law enforcer is directly behind me, and there's another car to our right in the center lane. Now, when I was younger, I got pulled over one time, and I was trying to pull to a parking lot to, to stop, and the lady turned her siren on, starts screaming over the PA for me to pull over. When I do, right there in the middle of the street, she comes running up screaming at me, where are you going? What are you doing? You know, what do you do when you see an emergency vehicle? I'm like, I, I don't know. She goes, you pull to the right and stop. So that's what I did this time, and I immediately went over to the right and stopped, and after a second I noticed that this emergency vehicle didn't pass me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I looked over to my left, and sure enough, he's over in the far left lane staring back at me, and I kind of look at him confused with a look on my face, and he rolls his window down and motions for me to roll my window down, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and he goes, so you want to pull to the parking there? And I'm like, okay. So I you know, pull up to the parking lot, stop right by the street so that people can see me and so forth. Sure. And uh, then I um, uh, I rolled my window down about an inch. Now, he comes up they to the... They don't like uh, that. <laughs> Probably didn't go well. <laughs> he comes up to the car and tells me, sir, can you roll your window all the way down? I said, no, I can hear you just fine. He says, uh, well, why won't you roll it down? And I said, well, what's the reason you stopped me? Mm. Okay, I need you to step out of the car, sir. I said, why? I can't hear you. And I said, is that a request? Awful order. I said, that's awful order. Now, I'm, I'm wondering... If he couldn't hear me, how he was able to answer my question was asking me to repeat or anything. And I, and I learned something from this. This is the same thing that happened with the jury case. The answer to that question is almost always going to be it's a lawful order. Yeah. Because they, they can just make up and do whatever they want. Well, because I mean, they're the law and they're giving you an order. You got it. I have a new uh, response. And since, Mark, you believe in these guys, you want to role play with me? I'm ready to go. Okay. All right. Um, am I the cop or am I, uh, the, or, or, am, am I the curly headed recalcitrant? Mark, you're the, wait, wait. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. You don't know? No. I'll look it up and give you a definition while we're role-playing. <laughs> All right, Mark, is that a request or a lawful order? Well, uh, it's a lawful order. Uh, okay, uh, what law is that based on? Mm. Uh, look, son, I don't have to show you laws. There's uh, too many See laws. See this badge? <laughs> well, how can you give a lawful order if it's not based on any law? You know, I've talked to cops like uh, about this sort of uh, very thing, and it's like, oh, I don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it. The law is no excuse, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know the law. The answer is, I am the law. Yeah. <laughs> Disobeying a police officer, breaking the law. Well, you know, if they want to use that one. But, it, again, it's going to up the ante and really make them uh, step out further than, than they would normally have to, which so, is, gives, has the potential to get them into trouble. So back to your story, you came back with the, the line about uh, what law was it, or is that something you thought mm -hmm. of later? No, I thought of this later. Okay. Cause, uh, see, I, when people watch the videos, I get emails every now and then. How do you always know what to say? You know, you always come off smooth or whatever. Look, in this traffic stop, when he, we eventually got out to the back of the car and had a conversation, um, I was shaking just trying to get my ID sure. out of my wallet. Absolutely. It, it's nerve-wracking. That happens to me, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's because I was stepping out doing something new that I haven't done before. Next time I'll be a little better at it. Right. And I have, you know, just gone over the whole head and come up with these responses for the next time so it will look better. So you got out. I got out, uh, went to the back, and uh, he starts writing up the ticket for speeding a 50 and a 40 or something. 
and uh, I asked him if the city was running low on funds. <laughs> and he, he said, what does that mean, sir? I said, well, I've seen three police uh, doing traffic stops for speeding in the last two miles. Uh, you guys must have a major quota for today. Hmm. And I asked him, you know, who, who was harmed in this uh, violation? The Nobody, state. thankfully. No, no, he said nobody, thankfully. I oh, said, okay. uh, wow, how honest of him. How can you have a crime when there's no damaged party? Mm. Well, sir, the law is the law, and the, you yep. know, the city of so-and-so has statutes and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I've been carrying my camera around religiously. I took it out to copy the footage from the Ron Paul rally that of I course. went to this weekend. Right, I, the one I, day you didn't have it. Yeah, so I pulled out my camera phone and started recording with that, and he said, are, are you recording me? I said, yes, I am. Why are you doing that? So for my protection, from what? So well, you do have a loaded gun there, and then <laughs> I'm looking gun, and it is cocked in the holster. Jeez! Now there's a leather strap that goes between the hammer and the uh, firing pin that would have to be undone for it to fire. But I'm trying to think, what's the possible reason for a semi-automatic pistol to be cocked like that in a holster? As soon as you pull that out, the slightest tap is going to set it off on the trigger. Yeah. And I doubt that any private citizens are trained to carry a firearm with the with the hammer pulled back like that. I don't know. Some people do it. Do they? Oh, yeah. Okay. I I've, I don't know. I grew up in a Seems law enforcement family, and that's not how we carry guns ever. It's it's kind of crazy, but, uh, you know, they trust their safety, I guess. Well, they, they don't care. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. They're not liable for shooting anyone. Yeah. They can and, get away with it. And, I mean, he said, you know, that's what they train us to do. That's his answer. Right. Um, Just okay. following us. So I'm going to uh, take this ticket to court. Now, I've taken one to court previously, uh, and I used the calibration defense. Uh, I have an engineering degree. Uh, this is something I know a lot about, and calibration is really important. I took this into uh, court a few years ago. I started out the trial asking to approach the bench. The judge said, why? I said, I have case law. He goes, I don't need any case law for a traffic court. Sit down. I said, sir, these are Supreme Court rulings. And he told me, sit down. You know, I mean, he wow. was really yelling at me. Mm. Total disregard for the law. He ignored the rules of best evidence. He took the officer's word on uh, documents that they existed and that they were all in order, which is hearsay. Uh, he later, when I questioned that, he threatened me with contempt, and he said, if you don't like it, you can file an appeal. <laughs> uh, I wrote the uh, Texas Board of Judicial Ethics, uh, enumerating the judicial canons that he violated uh, and laid out, you know, here's how the situation went. Their response back to me was that we've interviewed another witness present that day, and he didn't recount any of the things that you uh, mentioned. Now, who was in the room? It was me, the judge, the officer, the prosecutor, and the bailiff. So they asked one of their government uh, cronies Goons. to you back their it. story up. And, and the, he didn't find that his boss signing his check every week did any of the things that I mentioned. So how so, are you going to approach it this time? I'm going to take uh, Mark Stevens' strategy. Ooh. And I'm wondering, I'm looking for some strategy here. I'm trying to figure out how I can get a camera in the room. Now, the bureaucrats' biggest weakness is certainly their ego and their righteousness. These people are so right that, you know, they're willing to kill for society to run they, the way they want. Right, Mark? Yeah, they clearly are. Let's come back and discuss this. Hang on, dude. We'll bring it back. 800-259-9231. Going to be taking the Mark Stevens Adventures in Legal Land approach. We'll explain what that is. It involves actually questioning the premise of the court itself. Uh, we'll come back with more and take your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. 
For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give away. So enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove that they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com, see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening this year from June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to learn how Free State Project early movers are already making a difference here in New Hampshire, uh, as well as listen to concerts, enjoy some barbecue, and socialize around the fire. I myself am very much looking forward to it. That fire last year was uh, the highlight of the uh, the entire event. They showed V and, and, and like a uh, a tent, a tent <laughs> with a television underneath. It was it was it was great. There was big fire. You could go you could watch move between the movie and the the fire, and lots of people having a good time. It was yeah, nice. It was, I was cold, so I stayed by the fire. I can tell you, you know, whenever Free State Project members get together, there's always a big fire. Yeah, there was a few fires, little fires going around on the outside of the fire, too. <laughs> Some good times late <laughs> night there. 1-800-259-9231. We go back to uh, another man who was at Porkfest, Sam in Texas. Uh, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, you were pulled over by the police for an alleged speeding offense. Uh, you are now deciding you're going to take a different approach than you did the last time you went to court, and that is you're going to take the Mark Stevens Adventures in Legal Land approach. Could you uh, put it in your own words as to what that means? Sure. The idea behind his approach is to, uh, the uh, first off, in the um, calibration case where I took that to court, I was absolutely right about you know all of the things they needed to do to ensure the instrument was functioning properly. The radar, sure. But it doesn't matter because it's their court, it's their rules, and they, they'll just steamroll you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what Mark and Stevens? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what Mark Stevens does is he doesn't take a position. He simply goes in asking questions and asks questions in a way that builds a box for the bureaucrats to uh, basically entrap themselves in. And then he asks the you know the tough questions that if you came right out of the gate and asking them, the judge would. Uh, just for them. Right. You have to ask setup questions like, uh, you know, do I have the right to a fair trial? Yeah. And, you know, am, I in t- am I presumed innocent of all elements of the crime? Is jurisdiction an element of the crime? Uh, and then that means that the officer would have to prove that you were within the state. Well, he also says, you know, question everything and don't allow any legal assumptions or opinions to be spouted off on the stand. So what is the state? Factually, what is the state? And factually, how was this obligation created? All of these core questions that point to, uh, you know, what, where it does the legitimacy of government really come from? Basically, you're putting the uh, government, the people, the judge in particular, in a position where he either doesn't want to answer your questions for fear of revealing too much in front of what could be a courtroom full of other people, uh, or you just you get him into a position where he foolishly answers uh, the way you want him to, or the, uh, the the perhaps the cop answers the way you want him to, and therefore impeaches himself in some way. And either way, the idea is to get the case completely thrown out, uh, though there is still the chance they'll throw you in a prison cell. 
Oh, there is? I, I mean, there's always that chance. I mean, the judge could get very upset at you and, uh, you know, throw contempt of court charge at you and just hustle you off. So oh, I mean, Maybe I should just pay the fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get to New Hampshire. I don't have to worry about this crap. All right. Well, if you were here, you'd have people in court with you. And, and uh, yeah, ready to hand out feature brochures as well. Exactly. Sam, let me read the uh, definition of uh, recalcitrant to you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Obstinately defiant of authority. Yes, I love it. That, that's you. I'm going to make that my middle name. <laughs> but odds are good they're not going to put you into jail over a traffic offense. Very, very unlikely, but I would say always a possibility, depending on how uppity, you know, uppity the judge is feeling. Yeah. Now, my spin on it is going to be to find a way to get the cameras in there. Uh, and I'm looking for advice on this, either from you guys or the listeners. Um, what I'm thinking is, you know, use the same strategy that Mark's developed. And I'm going to just go in and ask, am I allowed to uh, video record these proceedings? Mm -hmm. And they'll probably say no. No. Right. I'm going to say, okay, uh, who is this law protecting, Mark? Uh, I guess that they're uh, protecting themselves. You think they're going to say that? No, I don't think so. I I doubt they're going to say, well, it's our fraud and blatant one-sided interpretation of the law. I think they're going to say, well, it's protection for you, good citizen. And that's where I'm going to say, okay, I waive my right to protection from audio and video recording of these proceedings. I don't think that they may very well say that, um, but at the same time, look, we don't tell. I I, I don't interpret the laws here. You know, this is this, right. You th- can't waive that. So you're it's saying the law. that I'm not allowed to waive my rights, Mark? Because you know, I thought I was allowed to waive the right to a jury trial. Is are there specific rights that I'm allowed to waive and other ones that I'm not? I can give you an answer here, uh, Sam, because I've actually asked bureaucrats at at some courtrooms okay. um, to to allow my video camera in. I was told that the reason why, now I don't think they're going to pull this answer out on you, uh-huh. but I was told the reason why was because they uh, sometimes they bring in undercover police into the courtroom and we can't allow the undercover cops uh, face and identity to get out into the public. Okay. Of course, this is traffic court, so odds are good they can't use that excuse. But what you probably want to do is do this in advance. Don't do it the day of. Uh, you should call them tomorrow. Oh, I wouldn't and, give them yeah. any warning. I, well, yeah, no. I'm thinking just Bring it on. That's I think kind you, of the way I get away with a lot of stuff. Well, when you ask permission, they say no. Ian, you had a lot more luck asking permission, didn't you? Yeah. When you got when you get get them before, and you want to see the law that says you can't. There might not even be a law that says you can't. But if you ask them in advance, you'd be able to figure that out. Right. What you should do, and you're very good at uh, pretending as though you're a member of the press, because <laughs> everybody is. I mean, if you've got a blog, you're a member of the I, press, I am, right? Yeah, I have a badge. How could I not be? You have the badge, and that's very important. So what you want to do is you want to go in as just a member of the press. You don't need it necessarily to tell them who you are. It's his case, though. Yeah, I, I understand to, well, that. I'm talking about in advance. I have to figure out my court date as well. Wait, what? I have to figure out my court date because, I mean, if I go in and just say I'm a member of the press, I'd like to film uh, some traffic cases, can I do that? They'll probably just pick a date, and it may not be the same date as... Well, they don't... Okay. How would I make You're that right. work? right. It would be better if you had the date of your, of your trial, uh, but either way... You can go in there and at least feel it out. You know, look, I, yeah. I'm doing a report on tra- on traffic court, and uh, I want to come in. If, this is if you don't know the date. Just tell them in general you're doing a report on traffic court, and you're wondering what's the procedure to come into court with a camera. And leave the question there. Don't tell oh, them when you want to come in. Don't tell them when you want to come in. Say you don't know when you can come in. You just you know you, you want to, and you want to know what that procedure is. And it may require that you call the clerk of the court and talk to him and tell him you're going to be there. Here in Keene, the procedure is, for at least for district court, I haven't tried superior court or anything like that, the procedure is to call the clerk of the court, give him some notice as to when you're going to be there and who you're going to be there for. 
and then they they have to let you in uh, at that point. You have to arrive a little bit early, and they frisk you and you know do that rigmarole. But then you get in. But of course you can't. I don't know if they're going to let you record your own trial. I don't know how no, well no, that I, would work. So it would be better if you had an associate to do this with you. I could, yeah, I would set that up. Um, now, Sam, is there a reason that they have to know they're being um, video recorded? Um, no, I'm just thinking if I try that route and they search my bag or something. And pull the cameras. I, I'm done. You know, they, well, they have. Um, they, there's all kinds of these uh, spy cameras out there where you can. It, you know, it's a it's a pair of glasses. It's it, you know anything and uh, you know all kinds of different items out there. Tie clips. Yeah, but the the picture quality kind of sucks. Sure, on it those. does. But, yeah. and but you may be in violation it, of picture quality on all uh, videos that expose my documentary. Them. That's, yeah. that's if you get anything goal. really good, you might not be allowed to use it. You might. They might. Trump up some charges. Well, right, because you might be in, in violation of uh, yeah wiretapping laws in in your state. I don't know what they are in Texas there, but in many cases you have to uh, the other party notify that they're being recorded. And if it's you're not surreptitious, in Texas. no, it's not no. that way. Uh, only one party has to know of the conversation has to know that being recorded. Well, that's good. That's a plus. Yes. And uh, here's a, another thing, and this is the Bill of Rights, uh, Article One of the Texas Constitution. All political powers inherent in the people. And all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their benefit. The faith of the people of Texas stands pledged to the pre- preservation of a Republican form of government and subject to this limitation only. They have at all times the inalienable right to alter, reform, or abolish their government in such a manner as they think expedient. There you go. Right to re- who decides that? Right to revolution. I guess that would be the citizens. Here's what I would do, Sam. I'd scope out the legitimate way to bring a camera into the courtroom, see what the requirements are. If you can't do that, then try the uh, surreptitious method, as Mark suggested, and keep us informed. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. If you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. By the way, uh, those features include all kinds of neat things like the archives, uh, an entire year's worth of the shows right there on the front page of the website. And now it does cost a little bit of money to run the website, but we give you all the features for free. So we ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some great Free Talk Live merchandise at store.freetalklive.com. we got Free Talk Live t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more all there. Great quality merchandise. Our logo looks pretty sharp. Uh, head over and uh, get some stuff at store.freetalklive.com. All right, more outrageous cop antics. This one... I found today, stumbled across on, inevitably I would have crossed it, I'm sure, by uh, our listeners, but I actually got this one first, just on my own. I saw it linked to on ABC News' website. Now, they chose to to put this story about a cop choking a 14-year-old skateboarder and just being generally ornery and outrageous. They decided to put this story under the wild and wacky <laughs> section. And... Uh, I don't think this qualifies as wacky. Eh, the cop's kind of like a wild man, I guess, but uh, don't think that was in the right section. This is an outrageous clip of audio. It's from a video, and you can find this on YouTube. Uh, but I, I So I'm not going to be watching the video. We're just going to play the audio back for you, because I had to do a little tweaking to make sure it was audible here. It's, it's, it actually sounds pretty good. Here's what happened. There was a couple kids uh, skateboarding in Baltimore, and some cop with a stick up his butt decided that he wanted to have it out with them. So here's the audio. We saw him. He was just 
spend it, you spend some time in juvenile. You're not allowed to ride your sports down here. Nowhere. Yeah, I didn't hear you. That's why I asked you if you have anything on. Don't get defensive with me. You backed off me. I'm not your father. You hear me? I'm not your father. You give that attitude to your father. You give it to me, I'll smack you upside okay, the head. I don't, I don't have a father. Shut your mouth, I'm talking. Eric, shut up, dude. Where are you from? Dude, I didn't do anything. Where are you from? That's the part where he uh, choked the kid and grabbed him and threw him to the ground. Then when the kid tried to sort of get up a little bit, he pushed it, just shoved the kid back down to the ground. This kid's just, you know, scrawny skateboard kid. Right. And the cop is this hulking, fat, massive dude. Uh, who has a serious attitude problem. Yeah, sit cold. down, I'm not a dude! I'm cold. Hey, you're damn right you're cold. He hit him again there. Not a dude. Yeah, he's very upset about that. <laughs> Apparently Your mother. Dude, don't take my skateboard. I didn't do anything. Hold on, let me get back here. Hey, you're damn right you're calling your mother. Dude, don't take my skateboard. I didn't do anything. Hey, 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 dude, hey, one more time. He actually never finishes his threat. Are you from the county or something? No, I didn't hear you do anything. I didn't hear you. Where are you from? I'd like to talk to her. I didn't even do anything. I didn't uh, hear you. First of all, you disrespected me, this badge, and my department. Oh, you can't disrespect the badge around that cop. Apparently not. Disrespected the department, too. He's a collectivist, see? You understand? When I'm talking to you, you shut your mouth and you listen. Obviously, your parents don't put a foot in your butt quite enough, because you don't understand the meaning of respect. That's right. You should beat your son more. And, and mm. this cop is teaching respect, being a role model for these kids yeah. of how to respect someone? It's disgusting. First of all, you better learn how to speak. I'm not man. I'm not dude. I am Officer Riviera. Now, the sooner you learn that, nice the longer that. you're going to yeah. live in this world. Because you go around doing this kind of stuff, somebody's going to kill you. How old are you? Fourteen. Sit down. Did you not just hear me? Son, what is your problem? Do you go to school and give your teacher this kind of lip and back talk your teacher? Then what makes you think you can come and do it to a police officer? See, he obviously didn't learn in his government indoctrination center to uh, respect and obey everyone in government. Apparently, they didn't uh, inculcate him very effectively in the government indoctrination center. The, the officer's very upset about that. They need to do a better job of getting these kids in line to well, follow the, authority at the, government school. The kid school. probably is a little, um, a little punk. I can't really tell from what I'm hearing here. But um, would you respect that cop? Well, it, 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 the thing is, is you have to earn respect. Uh, the same for the kid, right? Like he didn't earn. Kid was just skateboarding. Uh huh. And he wasn't, uh, you know, obeying rules or. You know, uh, I'm sure that there are signs up. There's signs up in just about every place that say no skateboarding downtown. I mean, every town I've seen uh, hmm. that I paid any attention, there's there's signs up. Now, but the the cops overreacting. Do you understand? The kid is not completely innocent here, but the cops overreacting. Yeah, well, I understand Punishment where you're fitting from. in crimes and all that stuff. Stop calling me dude. <laughs> a dude is somebody who works on a ranch. I thought he was going to do something if he called him dude again, but he didn't. Friends got brains in their head. They know when to shut their mouth. You just keep flapping. 
It did cut off there. I went looking to see if there was a longer version of it because I wanted to see what his threat was going to be. It sounded like he was going to say, if I find myself on YouTube, then... Likely that's exactly where he's... Well, <laughs> guess where you ended up, Jack Ball? Officer Riviera. Officer Rivieri. <laughs> Rivieri. <laughs> you know, again and again, these stories come up with police just berating young people like this, and then they wonder why it is... They're hated? ...that the young people hate the police. I mean... Right. <laughs> I'm sure this young person would have had a much better view of cops if the police weren't busy doing things like this every single day and busting up their high school parties and arresting their friends for possessing uh, marijuana cigarettes. So again, it really just goes back to the fact that uh, you don't deserve respect because you're wearing a badge. And now young people all over the country are going to be watching this on YouTube and getting the same impression of the cops that those kids got firsthand. Right, and of course it'll feed itself, you know, the, the... Young people will continue to despise the police, and the police will continue to feel upset about that, and uh, they'll continue to clash. More YouTube videos will come out, and, uh, you know, the cops will just keep, it'll just keep making the police look worse and worse until something, something changes. Something has to change here. I don't know what it's going to be, but people are getting tired of this crap. I hope people decide to stop putting up it and do something about it. Civil disobedience, join the Free State Project, because, you know, the fact is you're all alone if you're in Baltimore. If if that because that's where this happened and this can happen anywhere you're pretty much all alone. Sam, who just called in, had an incident with the police. He wants to go to court. Uh, he's going to have to try to find somebody to convince somebody to come to court with him to help him record the situation. Whereas if you're in New Hampshire, then uh, ten people will show up on less than 24 hours notice. You'll have ten people in that courtroom with you. Likely true. Uh, and that's right now when we only have literally a, a handful of activists here. Only a, a couple hundred activists scattered throughout the state. You know what was interesting? Throughout the video, and, and really kind of telling, throughout this video with this cop yelling at the top of his lungs, attacking, physically assaulting this young boy, choking him, shoving him to the ground, hitting him when he tried to get up, While all this was going on, they're in complete view of the public. There are several members of the public walking by on the street, and you can see in the background, not one of them even stops to watch what's going on. Not one of them shows any interest at all in in even caring about the situation that is occurring there. This obvious violation of these young men's uh, rights, this cop out of control. I understand people might not want to get involved because they're afraid of the cop, but... That's not an excuse. You, if you see something like this happening and you're in the vicinity, you really should stop by and keep an eye on things to make sure the cop doesn't do anything really stupid and end up hurting this kid. And so it was just so sad to see all those people just walking by. And I thought to myself, you know, if that happened here where we live and one of us was nearby, I know we wouldn't do the same thing. I, I, would, uh, I would stop, that's for sure. And and you know I I pull out a camera and film it. If you have one, absolutely. I've got a cell phone, so yeah, I got a new cell phone coming. It's got a it's got a, a vid- doesn't have the video option. It's got the uh, still camera. But just standing there will make a difference. Even if you don't have a camera and you see these rights being violated like this, right. just go there. Even even like just standing there will make the cops act differently. If they know that they're being watched, yep. they're going to act differently. If people are just walking by and everyone thinks it's well, I guess. That means he can do whatever he wants. But if people are stopping and watching, they might think twice about how he's treating people. Exactly right. And we're going to see more and more of that, where other individuals come to the defense 
of those who are being assaulted and harassed by these out-of-control police officers. And eventually, cop watch units are going to be formed where individuals armed with cameras and audio recording devices will be going around looking for things yeah, like this. They've already got, like, Pork 911, I mean, people call it, and there's active oh, yeah. They're ready to film people. Yeah, that's right. There's this wonderful system here in New Hampshire where you can dial a phone number. It's a voicemail where you leave a message. You can tell them what's going on. You can record the scene. Uh, and it'll be distributed via email to literally what could be hundreds and hundreds of activists. And uh, you can essentially call people to action with it. It's awesome. That's what we've got going on here. What do you have going on in your state? Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Mark has managed to secure for us a big advertiser for Valentine's Day. It's the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. We'd like to keep them on board for next year, but in order to do that, we need to sell some bears. Good thing they start at just $49 at VermontTeddyBear.com. Show her you know her with a personalized teddy bear from VermontTeddyBear.com. Don't forget to tell them you heard about it on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. In fact, I sent out an update today to our internet users, uh, subscribers to the updates list, announcing that uh, it appeared on one of our affiliate stations today for over an hour, actually. Uh, The good folks over at KGEZ in Montana had me on the midday show with uh, station owner John Stoke and his uh, daughter Elizabeth. Uh, We talked for quite a while because apparently last week Free Talk Live stirred up some controversy on the station, and people started calling in, I guess, the next day after we talked about something. I think we you know, were poking fun at the 9-11 truthers or something like that. And uh, so people were calling in to call for them to take us off the air. And a number of our, list, you know, our listeners called in to defend us, but they wanted to have me on to, uh, to talk to the listeners. And, boy, you were listening to it when, I, uh, when you came tonight, Mark. It was just call after call after call. It, it's amazing. I, I, you know, you wouldn't think uh, that they would get so many calls. I know how difficult it is to get calls. Right. And um, it was call after call after call. Well, controversy does that. And plus, the audience there in KGEZ land is very participatory. Yeah. Uh, far more. Extraordinarily participatory. Right, far more participants per population than any other uh, of our affiliates, I yeah. think. So it was a lot of fun being there. If you missed it, uh, if you live in KGEZ land up there in uh, Kalispell and you want to grab that, go to freetalklive.com. It's right there on the top of the page. Of course, all the rest of our listeners can hear it, too. Uh, so big thanks to uh, the guys at KGEZ for having me on. Always, uh, I always love it when our affiliates have me on, or, or I guess they've never really had you on, Mark. But it's well, always nice. You've got the uh, ISDN line. And, and yeah. one of our affiliates has had me on several times. Uh, That's true. WWPR. PR down in Tampa Bay. Yeah. But, uh you know, it's it's easier for you to do it. I can I can come and do it, but then you've got two guests on the line. With yeah, it's kind of messy. At least one host, and then callers, and yeah. So anyway, uh, 800-259-9231. That's one of the many things you can get totally free at freetalklive.com. Let's roll right into your phone calls and talk to Michael in Utah. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. How you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Not much. Hey, I was just calling. You said uh, before the break there, you said uh, what's going on in your state, and it actually reminded me, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but uh, I'm in Utah. Uh, have you heard of Utah Senate Bill 260 that they're trying to pass? No. No. What is it? Utah Senate Bill 260 basically makes it so that, or would make it so that um, police officers uh, would be able to decide whether they uh, their charges and disciplinary, disciplinary actions would become public record or not. 
So the individual officer himself would decide? Yes. Yeah, they would be able to decide whether their charges and disciplinary actions would become a matter of public record. Because right now, of course, it's all, you know, up for grabs. It's all a matter of public record. Right. Why would they want to allow any of it to become public record at that point? Uh, yeah, there's there's not really any reason for them to want to uh, tell anybody what their disciplinary uh, actions have been. What's the excuse uh, of the legislator on this one for this legislation? What is he saying? Do you know? It's, uh, it's actually all because of one guy. Uh, apparently there's been one person uh, calling around to different departments in southern Utah, and uh, and actually, I guess, southern and central Utah, just collecting this information. And they said, it was a very short article, but the article that I read said that uh, this person was intending to use that information to basically just collect a database so that he could sell it to prosecutors, like special prosecutors. Um, and for whatever reason, they thought that that was worthy enough to make it so that the police can decide whether they are going to be policed or not. Hmm. So basically, because one individual decided to utilize his ability, which it was legal up until this, you know, this point, and this hasn't been passed yet, but because one individual wanted to use his ability to gather information on police officers and and uh, and what they've been charged with or disciplinary actions that have been taken against them, because one person took action in the way that they were allowed to by law, the government has now said, "Whoa." We can't have this. People finding stuff out about our police officers. We need to protect these guys. Right. And I don't know what the issue is at all. I, well, I understand what the issue is, but I can't see how, uh, you know, how people don't, don't see. Like, I don't know what goes through people's minds to make them think that this is a legitimate excuse. Yeah. The uh, operator of a legitimate police department, um, the, the chief of a legitimate police department, I don't see why they wouldn't want this stuff available. If they want to have good police who are there, um, should have it be transparent. I mean, it's basically right. saying, we don't want people to look at us. We don't want any scrutiny whatsoever. But roaches don't like it when you shine the light on them, and that's what's going on here. They're just trying to obscure their activities as much as possible, and it's very shady. Yeah, it's very shady. I, 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 don't, I, I just can't see there being any good coming of this at all. Absolutely not. What an awful idea. But odds are good it'll pass, right? Because it's for the police, and the police are our betters. These are our protectors. We need to help them be able to protect themselves from unscrupulous citizens who just want to collect information about them. Right, and put them on a database just like anybody that, you know, collects information about local plant life or anything would put them on a database. Well, see, databases are okay for you and I to be in, but not our betters. It's okay for the government to collect all kinds of useless data on us that for God knows why they would do it and why they need it. But if you want to collect information uh, on them, that's that's just not acceptable. Michael, thanks for bringing this up tonight, and good luck. Uh, Let us know if it passes if you hear that word, all right? Thanks, Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Uh, in fact, speaking of collecting data, uh, Toby, you've got an interesting story we're going to get to here in a moment about skeleton scans. They're going to scan your skeleton soon if they get the opportunity. But first we go to Paula, who's always in the loop on things like this. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi, hon. Uh, I just want to let you know this is happening all over the country, and I've already called some representatives in Washington I told them to go, uh, go before the judiciary and pull the Department of, of Law Enforcement uh, before them and, you know, uh, try to do something about getting this stopped. Did you hear about the one that the lady that was, they, they pulled all her clothes off right from everybody in the police station? Yeah, we played that audio on the air yeah, last yeah, week. Scary yeah. stuff. This is sick. Yep. And I told them, I said, this is very, very bad. And I said, you need to go before the judiciary right now. 
Well, the, these are the time. these are the inevitable results of telling a group of people that they have so-called authority and power over others. And Paula, thanks for the call That's tonight. Right, it's the inevitable result of telling a group of people that you have authority and you can pretty much do whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, that's what they end up doing. And maybe they're not so explicit in their training classes, but somehow the word gets out that if you're a cop, you can get away with murder in some cases, and they do. They try to get away with virtually anything. Well, all anyone has to do is watch the news, and they'll realize that that's true. Yeah, yeah it turns into mob mentality where no one feels accountable themselves. They're all doing... There's seven officers doing this strip search, so not one of them is go, feels that it's their job to stop anything that's going wrong. Right. Mob mentality sets in. They have badge, and what are you going to do about it? And that's right. You, you know, you look at the news stories, and you see that time and time again, cops keep getting let off. You know, they get caught many times. They get caught red-handed in, the, in, uh, in many cases in, on video. Uh, in the case of the cop that we, we played the audio from last hour, in case you missed it, uh, there was a cop in Baltimore that choked and harassed and assaulted and, and hit a 14-year-old boy, just a skinny little skater kid. This cop has been suspended, of course, with pay, uh, while they're supposedly investigating him for, for being out of line. And 99% of the time, it comes back that the police, no matter how abusive that they've been, were operating within their authority, so-called, and within the scope of the department guidelines. And it's very rare that we'll see any punishment handed out. And so inevitably, what you see is this continued progression toward more authoritarian attitudes and demeanors, more demands on uh, the part of the police state, more protection for the police, because it, they, they engender this us-versus-them mentality. It's the little people versus the, you know, their wonderful protectors in blue with their spiffy little badges and uh you know they're they're completely insulated from getting into any f- sort of trouble and the only way you can get a cop in trouble these days is if you happen to manage to smuggle videotape or a video file out from the scene as this young man was able to do uh in baltimore uh, baltimore over the weekend if you can't get any video out then it's your word against the cops and you're done for yeah, your word pretty much means nothing, especially in a courtroom right. if it's between you or a cop. Right, because they're part of the system, and you're just a serf. That's the way it works. 800-259-9231. Uh, let's go to the, the story here in a moment about the skeleton scan. I didn't even know such technology existed. Well, it's being developed right now. Patents have been issued for it, and it's something that we're probably going to be seeing down the line in the next few years. Probably so. in the airports first. Definitely. 800-259-9231. Toby's got the details on that. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind as well. This is your show, and you can bring up anything. The Sickle CAI toll free line for you is 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll free. 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. Features we give away. And those features include the wiki with over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Get interactive at wiki.freetalklive.com, w-i-k-i.freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. We continue with the phone calls here. Uh, still to come, the skeleton scan. Also, if we have time, Mark's story about a paraplegic being assaulted by the cops because they're 
the people they'll choose as their victims know no ends. We continue, though, with your phone calls. And Bob in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Bob, you're on the line. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? I was just going to tell you guys about uh, something I read in the paper a week ago. Do tell. It was about uh, the biggest steroid ring in the nation. I think it was the biggest one ever busted, anyways. Um, They were selling steroids online around the world. And the police department there uh, put out a statement that the wife, who happened to be a police officer in that department, uh, had no knowledge, didn't know anything about it. I just thought that was kind of interesting. I, I don't believe it. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that they busted this. Let me see if I got you straight, though. You're saying they busted a big steroid ring, and one of the wives of the people that were running the ring happened to be a cop, and she claimed she didn't know. Right, and the department found no wrongdoing. Well. Yeah, I also find that pretty questionable. I understand that, you know, people in the black market can be pretty good at concealing their activities, but if you're living with somebody... There's a lot of money to be coming in for a police officer's salary unnoticed. Well, now, she probably wasn't... I mean, they're not alleging she was doing the dealing. It's just that she was living there, right? Yeah, it was at the end of the, at the, end of the newspaper article. They mentioned that uh, the department found no wrongdoing on her behalf. And I don't have any knowledge that there was any, but, you know, it just seems suspect to me. Yeah, you, you don't live with someone who is a major player uh, in a drug-dealing business, someone moving around, I don't know, do they sell steroids in the pound? I don't know how they sell quantity oh, steroids. If, if my wife, you know, if, if it was me, just regular citizen, uh, I would imagine that my wife would be, you know, charged up on charges to you. You know Possibly, I don't know. I a guess lot of times they, they leave the, the the women alone. It just it yeah. it's easier to go after the guy. Um, not, I know, I know not every time, but a lot of times I they can do. say I know of a situation where someone I used to know had uh, sold a few drugs and they got they got him, but they did not uh, go after his wife and kids. So yeah, they don't always go after the uh, the okay. associates. But to say that she didn't know what was going on is is pretty questionable. It if you're moving okay. pounds and pounds of drugs, uh, you know, and going out at all hours of the day and night uh, or strange times, she's got to be asking questions. Honey, where are you going? Oh, just going to play golf with the guys. I mean, eventually, things are going to get suspicious. I have to agree with just you. Just because yeah. of the nature of the business. It's all underground. It's very hush-hush. Uh, I, it's very questionable. Any other thoughts tonight, Bob? Nope. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Skeleton scans. Toby, what's it all about? Well, it looks like the authorities will may soon have your skeleton on file. Security checkpoints could do a full body scan and check your skeleton against the bone structure of known terrorists in a few years. A new patent. The bone structure of known terrorists. Well, it, yeah, they're going to scan everybody's bones, apparently. A new patent issued on. How do they have the bone structure of known terrorists? So where well, did they get it from? Well, they will be scanning them all over the place, apparently. And uh, letting them go? Well, the- <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's the government, Mark. They don't need to justify what they're doing right, there. Certainly not to you or me. Um, but, I mean, you know, just make you wonder, what yeah, the hell? If they scan the known terrorists, let them go so they can catch them later, I guess. I don't know. Wow. So that they can have release? an excuse to uh, go after, you know, our information, it seems. Of course. A new patent issued on Friday covers a system that would... Scan some or all of your skeleton and compare it with a database of skeletons. The database would also pull up data such as your name, address, social security number, and passport number. People might not even know their skeleton is being scanned from a distance. Um, The patent device uses imaging radar, which bounces microwaves off the skeleton and obtains an image. 
The objective of the new system is to provide a foolproof means of identifying people by their skeletons, which may be harder uh, to spoof than fingerprints or biometrics. The imaging system. Fingerprints are hard to. Sp- are, are, are they're way too to easy. We need better ways, Mark. I, um, I, I biometrics. Been... Terrorists are faking those. They're getting fake DNA. Uh, it's way too easy. We need something better. All right. I certainly <laughs> haven't heard anything about uh, <laughs> fingerprints being spoofed. But... Maybe what they're going to do here is instead of I, I think. The way the story reads makes it sound like they've already got the scans on file, but we know that's not true right. because this product hasn't really even been made yet. They're in the patenting process. They probably have a prototype, but it hasn't been produced and released. So no one has yet been scanned, Mark. So right. the way it's going to happen, uh, the, the way that at least makes the most sense to me that they would implement this, would be it would probably become a requirement to get a body scan in order to get a real ID. Because as we know, the federal real ID program that they're trying to shove down everybody's throat right now, and that is actually causing some conflict between the federal government and many of the states, but we know that the uh, there's an open-ended declaration in the Real ID legislation that says that the Department of Homeland Security, the head of the Department of Homeland Security at any time, can modify at his whim, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he can essentially... Yeah, they certainly didn't include whim in the law. Yeah, he essentially can at any time decide what the requirements will be to have a Real ID, what information the Real ID should hold, right. what you need to give up in order to get one, and so they're going to implement Real ID without the skeleton scan, and then come two years later or whenever, five years, however long this thing takes to come to hit the marketplace, then they're going to say, okay, well, now when you renew your Real ID, which probably they'll make you renew more often than they do current driver's licenses, when you renew... Because they can get more fa- fees out of it that way. Right, more money and just more control. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to say, you're going to have to get one of our new skeleton scans. And at that point, they'll have as many people on file as they possibly can. Right. If they then identify someone as a potential terrorist, then you'll match up with someone in their database. So there's no one in the database yet, but that's how, in my opinion, they'll probably bring people in. Well, the system is supposedly safe on humans, and the system will provide... Of course it is. Oh, oh yeah. Just a, you know, you it's know, like x-rays. Oh, wait, yeah. no. Bouncing not. microwaves off well, my bones. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what they... At one point, they used x-rays to uh, check people's um, fit as far as shoes went. I mean, this mm-hmm. was way back when uh, you know x- x-ray technology was becoming prevalent, and they didn't realize that, oh, my God, this radiation stuff can hurt people. Yeah. So, how do we know? Oh, we, we might find out the hard way. Well, the patent boasts a means of identifying individuals at a distance or without requiring direct contact. The, uh, the item is also versatility as a big selling point. In addition to being at security checkpoints, the imaging radar could be uh, mounted on aerial platform such as a satellite or aircraft. So they could do this at wow. a huge distance, just going around scanning people and knowing where they are. And it should be pointed out, like you said, they have, don't have any of the scans yet. So there aren't actually terrorists on file. So they're only scanning and identifying people they already know who they are. So this is just a way to keep track of where the good little citizens who got their IDs the right way are from. Right, they want to catalog more information about you. And the idea that they could just fly over your house and scan it and be able to identify on the inside. I mean, this is about as totalitarian. How much worse can this get? The this, authorities, is, this has to be stopped. The authorities could use the system to grant or withhold access to secure facilities, but also could be scanned individuals for the watch list. You're uh, no longer anonymous. You can't be anonymous by putting on a mask or a disguise or anything like that. They'll just scan right into your bones. Scary stuff. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. We have a big new advertiser for Valentine's Day. 
please, before you buy flowers or candy this year, consider pajamagram.com. The pajamas or lingerie come in a beautiful hat box with a lavender sachet, a gift card, and a do not disturb sign. She'll love it for years. Pajamagram.com. And please tell them you heard about it at Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go to freetalklive.com, click and download. It's that simple, and it is free. So go to freetalklive.com for an entire year's worth of the show on the house. Movies, lingerie, and marital aids. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. You can choose from over 18,000 adult entertainment products. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off at AdamEve.com slash talk. Uh, so, continuing here with uh, one more law enforcement related story. Mark, they picked on a paraplegic this time? I, yeah. I mean, for, last hour we played audio where they were beating up a 14-year-old kid, a little skinny skater guy. Uh, we've seen story after story of them attacking and viciously beating uh, people that have diabetes that were having diabetic shock attacks is when the police decided to pull, you know, break windows, pull them through the window uh, when they were in their car having a diabetic shock attack. So we've seen story after horrific story of police abuse, not just abusing regular people like the woman that they forced stripped uh, last week that we played the audio from, but in this case, a paraplegic, which, if I'm not mistaken, paraplegic... Wait, wait, is it a paraplegic or a quadriplegic? Yeah, it was a quadriplegic. Now, quad is worse than para, right? Right. Para is when you're paralyzed on at least one limb. Is that correct? Is it... Para is uh, two. Para is two limbs. Quad is all four. Right. Okay. What Um, happened? Tampa, Florida. Oh, good old Tampa. It's either Florida or Germany, as you know. A a Florida sheriff's deputy in Tampa is on unpaid leave. Ooh, they're serious this time. Unpaid leave. This is rare, by the way. mm -hmm. After dumping a quadriplegic man out of his wheelchair. The the incident happened... Oh, man. Yeah. On uh, January the 29th, and it was caught on tape. This what, did he reason. think he could walk and was faking it? <laughs> that's what, I, I believe, that's what she thought, yes. The cop? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Brian Sterner. I can't believe I guessed that. Yeah. I haven't read this. Seriously, I don't. I well, don't I mean, what else is it going to be? Right. right? He's, he's a quadriplegic. <laughs> Get out of that <laughs> wheelchair. This man must be lying. <laughs> Reminds me of the guy that was taking a shower, uh, the deaf guy. He didn't have his hearing aid in. He was taking a shower. The cops kicked in the guy's front door. He's coming out of the shower. He has no idea. He's got a towel around his waist or nothing, one or the other. And, uh, you know, the cops are yelling at him to do whatever, put his hands up. And, uh, and he's uh, holding the towel up, I think is what he was doing and he was pointing at his ears trying to explain to them that he couldn't hear them i can't hear you is what he was yelling as they uh then proceeded to attack attack him so the cops very rarely believe a word that you say to them well i mean i don't know that it's very rarely but in this case uh certainly um she didn't okay brian sterner who broke his neck 14 years ago oh. but can drive was arrested and taken to jail on a traffic violation taken to jail on a traffic violation a Hillsborough County Sheriff's deputy, who apparently didn't believe Sterner was paralyzed, is seen grabbing his wheelchair from behind and dumping him onto the floor. Oh, gosh. I, I, I'm surprised that he... They, that so he was already in the facility at that time? I, they had put yes. him in a wheelchair mm-hmm. in the facility? 
Correct. I, I'm very surprised that uh, if he's a quadriplegic, he shouldn't be able to move himself around in the wheelchair, so he likely has a little electric gizmo. And I see this picture here, and they're picking up the wheelchair. Uh, the, the woman is picking up the wheelchair and dumping him out of it, and you can't pick up one of these electric um, wheelchairs. And so. maybe, he's a, maybe he's a para, and they got it wrong. I don't know. Fact-checking. Well, if they said quad, I imagine he's a quad. A Hillsborough County Sheriff's deputy who apparently didn't believe Sterner was paralyzed is seen grabbing his wheelchair from behind and dumping him onto the floor, as I'd said. The deputy, Charlotte Jones... Trying to get me to think you're a cripple, aren't you? Well, I know you... Apparently, Charlotte Jones is a black woman from Texas, according to uh, your accent, um, is the subject of... I wasn't trying to be black. Okay, well... Charlotte is trying to be black and doing a very good job of it. She, um, let's see, is the subject of an investigation but has not been terminated. Three other deputies are on paid administrative leave, I guess for standing around, because according to this picture, I see other people standing around. (laughs) So Um, if you're there, you get a vacation. Nice. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Perhaps they're they're, uh, they're shocked. You know, they're they're in a state of shock. The Hillsborough County uh, (laughs) Chief Deputy, uh, Joe Dokobo, um, watched the video and said he found himself in disgust mm. and was appalled at every level. Cerner will That's be right. A, Our deputies would never do something like this. Right. Not He's on, just one of the bad apples. Not on camera, at least. Right. Right. Sterner will be a guest on the Today Show on Wednesday. Now, if, if um, it, in her defense, if he hadn't have been, uh, you know, a uh, cripple, then I don't suspect it would have been any problem at all if she'd have dumped him on the floor. But oh, in sure. fact... He was. Right. So, you know, making a decision like that and her part was very, very dumb. Sick. It's weird. Is that the end of the story? That's it. So who are they interviewing on the Today Show? The woman or the sheriff? Sterner, the uh, quadriplegic. The victim. victim. Okay. I don't think it's ever a good idea to be the person to call someone out on their handicap because if... If they don't, if they actually have it, you're gonna look pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, Just, uh, you said oh, Ian's call- done it on the air. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody calls in, they've got some kind of uh, you know speech defect or something like that. He's like, "Are you faking?" <laughs> it's hilarious. Now, th- I'm just trying to imagine watching this happen. You said there's video footage of this, Mark. Um, I, I've got a picture. I don't know about video footage. Um, it's it's on video. I, I suppose if uh, you go to YouTube, but I don't. Have I don't know if I want to watch it. I mean, it just it sounds so awful. I'm just imagining this man crumpling to the floor. Yeah, it sure <laughs> looks like it. And he lo- he's just falling like a rag doll. I wonder how long it took after that. I mean, what was that process like? Because I know how cops can be. You know, when they don't believe you, they don't believe you. And uh, you know, even if he just crumpled out of the chair, she might have just kept on going. You know, get up. Yeah, get up. Come on. We know you're just playing and kick him. Maybe, you know, while you're at, I just wonder how far they took it before she figured it out. I I can't imagine because the guys that pulled the dude out of the There was a I think it was a principal, like a school principal that was having a uh, a diabetic shock attack. He pulled over to a 7-Eleven because he knew the the attack was coming. He wanted to be safe. He pulled into the parking lot, started having his attack. Uh, at some point, the police arrived, because I guess the clerk called. Maybe he was frightened or whatever, for whatever reason he called. You know how people think the cops can help you. Yeah. And then the cops came in. They busted his window out, because he wasn't responding to them. He was just there having his diabetic shock attack. Wasn't responding to the police. What so a surprise. busted his window in, yanked him out, and proceeded to beat on him. Yeah. They beat him. Senseless. Bloody, and that's not the only case where that happened. With no, the, no, it's not. Countless cases where people are going into diabetic shock or something else. Yeah, cops just don't like diabetic shock. Right. <laughs> these people, they're not following the rules. Try right. not taking my orders. Get up out of that wheelchair. I don't care if you can't walk. You're in shock without my permission, <laughs> citizen. 
1-800-259-9231. Since we're on the subject, might as well give you some corrupt cop stories. This one from the Drug War Chronicle, StopTheDrugWar.org. In Chattanooga, Tennessee, the Hamilton County Sheriff was arrested last Friday by federal agents. I tell you, they popped so many sheriffs, you really have to wonder how many of them are involved in drug dealing. Federal agents popped him for uh, charged him with extorting money from ethnic Indian convenience store owners and laundering what he thought was drug money sent from Mexico in cremation urns. Sheriff Billy Long, 55, was arrested after an undercover FBI investigation that began in April of 2007. Beginning then, Long was videotaped and audiotaped taking cash payments amounting to more than $17,000 from what he thought were convenience store owners seeking to protect their illegal gambling activities and sales of meth precursors. The FBI also hornswoggled Long into accepting five cash payments, totaling $6,550 that he agreed to deliver as payment to someone supposedly laundering hundreds of thousands of dollars of illegal drug proceeds. Long was set for a bail hearing early this week. So this guy was willing to go and run errands for the drug dealers. Yeah, and if he's doing that, how many other uh, cops and law enforcement officers are out there in this illegal activity as well? I mean... Uh, which cop that pulls you over is also taking uh, bribes on the side from drug dealers? I'd like to point out that uh, $17,000, that's a steal. I mean, for the, from the drug dealer's perspective, to be able to buy off the sheriff, because that was what yeah. the, the concept was, was, here you go, sheriff, you just take this here uh, seventeen grand, and uh, you'll leave us alone for the next six months, right? I mean, I don't know what the time period was suggested, but... A cheap cop. <laughs> $17,000, if you're, if you're a high-level meth dealer, you're making that in a day. So, that's nothing. Man, cops are easy to buy off. 800-259-9231. More corrupt cops. Your calls as well. Even in these remaining moments, just enough time for you. If you make a call, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, even in these remaining moments. The number is 800-259-9231, and um, bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. That, by the way, is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. We go to your phone calls. We can continue with uh, more uh, we can continue more corrupt cop stories here in a moment. But first, we go to Mike in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, first of all, I just want to thank Ian for um, being on KGEZ this morning. That's right. I appeared on your local station. Uh, I guess it was, I think it was the afternoon by the time I came on there uh, where you are. But nonetheless, uh, it was a good time. Always enjoy appearing on our local affiliates uh, to get extra time with you uh, with your, with uh, local listeners. It's always fun. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody else from Montana has called it to me, but hey, no, I appreciate when uh, any of the other people on the network you know, are on locally and we can talk to them. Good, bad, or indifferent, it doesn't really matter. It's nice to have recognition somewhere because you kind of feel like you're uh, out on your own here. Yeah, anyway, it was kind of interesting because a lot of the people called in that claimed to never listen to the show because, you know, we said something that offended them at one time, and so they claim they don't listen anymore. Uh, normally, those people don't call in here. So we did get a bit of a, a variety of calls. Of course, our lines are always open, and we love hearing from dissenting opinions. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just wanted I, I had asked, actually, I wanted to ask two questions this morning. One, I don't know if you remember if we talked to you or not. First was on the media, uh, the responsibility of the media, because 
you know, the controlled media, if uh, they give us their opinion, right? If you, most of the people just believe what they hear. So on talk radio, I mean, how much responsibility do you have to try to help people out and open their eyes? Anyway, the second question that I wanted to ask, because it seems like... Wait a minute, wait, there was a question there? <laughs> Not in the first part, no, I was statement or for the earlier okay, conversation. got it. I just had. wanted to make sure I didn't miss it. Go ahead. Uh, the question, the second question that I didn't have time for this morning was, um, it sounds like you're calling for more of an anar- anarchy. Anarchy, is that, the, is that the word for it? Formal a- government. That means anarchy. Whatever you want to do. Anarchy is such a nasty word, and I don't agree with it. I think that the term anarchy connotates a lack of rules, um, and I don't I don't agree with having a lack of rules. Uh, there are rules in my house. When you come in, I might ask you to take your shoes off, for instance. So I'm all in favor of rules, and that's because I'm in favor of private property, and I believe that private property owners should be able to set whatever rules they like. And if you want to go on their property, then you would have to uh, abide by those rules. So, no, uh, the term anarchist does not apply to me. I'm a free marketeer. I believe in the free marketplace and allowing people to interact with each other on a voluntary basis. I would wholeheartedly agree. I mean, wasn't it Thomas Jefferson that was in favor of limited government? That's what I'm in favor of. Well, Mark likes his limited government idea, and I think Toby's still on the limited uh, government train, too. I'll, I'll scale it back, and we can talk from there. Right. Uh, limited, let's limited get to the limited government, government point, and then let's, yeah, let's talk about going uh, further, because limited government is still limited theft. Limited government is still limited tyranny, and that's unacceptable. Limited government is not voluntary interaction. Well, exactly. So where would, where would you draw the line? What form, what type of government, what type of rules? Uh, it's hard to just draw a distinction if you're going to have state rights versus federal rights, which has been a discussion. Since States can't have rights. See, only individuals can have rights. And so there's no line to be drawn. You either accept some government uh, or you, are, you reject government. And I reject it. The only kind of government I'm interested in is self-government. Uh, I don't want anyone outside of me determining for me how I should run my life. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, but I guess that's where my confusion is. Because if we're all just on our own, let's, let's say, and I'm not advocating this in any way, shape, or form, let's say my thought on I want my own self-rule has to do with uh, child porn or some kind of pedophilia thing, and this is what I want to do, and I don't want government interfering, and if I get either kids or parents to give me their kids or something like that, I mean, you know where I'm progressing with that? It's, it sounds like you're progressing to a kind of a sick place. Um, you know, well, if, yeah, obviously it is. So, I mean, if you're har- are you harming extreme, someone? So. Are, you, are you harming children? No. No. <laughs> No, I mean, no, no. not uh, you uh, in reality, you in this fantasy sicko world. Are you, you the fantasy sicko guy, harming children, or are you just looking at some sick pictures? I don't know. Would it matter which, which I would do in the fantasy sicko world? I, I think it matters. I think if you're actually harming well, children, the then there's a problem. Where do you draw the line? Well, if, I, if I'm free to do what I want to do... I have no government but that doesn't include doesn't hurting well, others. See, you can't say, you can't infringe upon the rights of another person. Oh, I would agree, but who is going to come up with the rules? If you're like government, any form of government is a bad government. Well, who's to tell anybody what's good or bad? 
the marketplace uh, the marketplace will tell you in that if you are a sicko and people find out about that then you could be ostracized no one has an obligation to sell you food for instance uh, so you know if people find out that you're a sick whack job and you refuse to uh, you know refuse to check into some program for rehabilitation you might be ostracized from business opportunities you might be ostracized from being able to rent a house you might be uh, you know and, and, and they might if you've got kids somebody might just take them from you. And presumably the kids don't want to be with you. If they do, then they'll probably end up back in your position. I mean, I'm I'm just trying. I'm just playing devil devil's advocate here. Oh, I do the same thing with with him every single night. Let's say I find the people who are sicko, like my fantasy sicko guy, and they want the same thing, and I'm not ostracized. I mean, is that okay? And as far as I'm concerned, for? if people of different interest groups like that move together with one another and that's the life they want to live, it's none of my damn business. I'd like to inform you that right now in this country, right now with the big government we have in Arizona and Utah, there are sects of people that I would consider pretty sick. They, uh, they're very religious and what they do is they live out in the middle of nowhere. You can't. There's like not even really roads to these places. They live out in the middle of nowhere, and they have their kind of. Uh, they're sort of incestuous. They're not really. I don't think they're really having incest. Getting but, close. But they're darn close. What <laughs> oh, happens is. They are. Uh, hold on. Let me explain what goes on here. Just in, if, you might already know, but for our listeners' sake, uh, what happens is these. There's. It's very male-dominated patriarchal uh, society that they live in. Uh, they. Ra- you know. They raise kids. And they're, they are shut off. It's like the Truman Show. They're, they're completely shut off from the rest, of the rest of the world. They don't know the rest of the world exists. There's no television. There's no radio. There's nothing like that there. And uh, so they're completely cut off. And then when the girls turn like 11 or 12 or something like that, they are, they are married off to one of these guys, chosen who they go and they marry. Uh, the dudes, they have sex with these uh, young, uh, young females. They get them preg- uh, pregnant. They pop out more kids. And the process just continues on. Of course, they have multiple multiple wives, uh, and, you know, most people like us would say, that's some sick stuff, and that's happening right now, but it's their business, and you know what I say, if you care that much, then you should go on a little rescue mission and try to rescue as many people from that place as possible. Myself, I'm, I've resigned myself to it. I've got enough problems in my own life, enough things to focus on in my own life, enough things to fix around me. I don't want to go and get involved in that. It's disgusting and sick. Let them have their sickness in their, you know, com, uh, commune in, in, uh, in New Mexico or Arizona or whatever. And I can, I can understand that point of view. But I guess I'm just saying, how would you, how would you have any type of um, civil union, civil cohesion, something where all of us could abide in you know what i mean because sooner or later either what i believe in or you believe in or what believes in is going to infringe on our little circle of not really uh most people get along just fine with one another even though they have different belief systems most people interact together on a voluntary basis on a day-to-day basis not because there's a chance a cop is nearby but because it's in their best interest to do so that's why we have a peaceful voluntary society for the most part the only issue that comes up is the occasional incident of violence and in a free market situation and even in a reformed government situation we'd have uh more of a restitution based system to where if someone did enact violence or harm another person they would have to make him whole instead of just sitting in a 
jail cell for X amount of days and then getting out and being a free man, the victim would have to be made whole again, and that would do a lot to deter crime. There's a lot to say here, and we can't do it in the next 20 seconds. But what I recommend is that what I recommend you do is you go to book.freekeen.com. You can get a great audio book there for free. It's called The Market for Liberty. You can actually download a PDF version of it as well. Uh, But it explains a lot of these ideas in great detail, and it does a fine job of it. So once again, that's book.freekeen.com. And thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it. We go quickly to the amp line. Matthew in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay. Uh, Dr. Goldsmith was talking talking about uh, wondering why Firefly and uh, Serenity have such strong libertarian themes. Mm Mm-hmm. And it does not come from Joss Whedon. It comes from Tim Minier, who Who's is uh, executive producers it, I guess. And he he's apparently a, he's a libertarian. And, so uh, the executive producer managed to heavily influence the writing of the the series. I guess so. And he also he wrote a screenplay for the Moon is the Moon is a Harsh Mistress, which is a oh. uh, libertarian. Uh, well, that answers the question. Uh, there you go, Matthew. Yeah. Thanks for uh, right. the insight and Happy appreciate night. the call. It's been Ian here with you and Toby and Mark. We will return tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 